welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 85 and it's one of our culture and creativity episodes and we are going to be talking about using mood boards to help inspire creativity. I found this a very fun challenge so I'm really looking forward to talking through this. Me too. I thought it was a really interesting and exciting way of doing something creative and yeah I found it really enjoyable so I think it'll be fun to just dive right in. Sounds good. So I thought we could have a quick little explanation about what exactly a mood board is. Because to be fair, I kind of knew what it was, but I did Google just to check and make sure I was doing the right thing. Uh, So Sarah, do you want to start us off with a little bit of a description? Sure. So a mood board is a collection of images, quotes, and even songs if you're using a digital board that you make into a collage. And so all these items together represent some sort of idea, whether that's a design for your new house or more specifically for this podcast, perhaps the setting of your novel or even one of your characters, or it could be the entire plot. Yes, (laughs) many, many options. Uh, It's basically a visual and I guess audio uh, representation of some aspect of your book. The creator of the mood board selects different images that represent the colors, emotions, events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you are trying to portray. Then you arrange them into your collage. Some people choose to make a physical mood board with like physical printed pictures and pinning it to something like a bulletin board where others make digital ones using platforms like Pinterest or in our case, Millinote. So he'd say it. Millinote? Miller, I'm not sure. Um, just on <laughs> like a, we're, I'm already wanting to like wander off onto like a wayward thread here. How did you find the software? Just for everyone who might be interested in using Milanote, 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 however it's said, this is the software we use. You can go online and I, just found this with a google search and i found it really good and quite quite a good just easy piece of software to use that's online that you can just start throwing like images on and it they even have like a um a tutorial that talks about how to create mood boards so i thought it was kind of interesting and and quite quite fun but it was really easy to just get started. I skipped the tutorial and I actually picked a template because they had some really good templates. You could do ones for novels specifically. Ah. So I started with that and then I never really read how to use it, but it was pretty intuitive. Just like clicking and dragging images into like the yeah. preformed boxes on the template, which was quite good. And then there was a few that I changed afterwards. I was like, mm, don't like that. So it was pretty, pretty easy. Nice. Yeah. So I liked nice. it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't use a template. I just went straight onto the board and <laughs> I still found it intuitive and easy. But that may explain why I was like, how did you get rid of like, 
people will see in the show notes because we'll put our mood boards like a screenshot of them there is that Ashley's screenshot is like nice and tidy with just like the heading meanwhile mine has like share export and like all this <laughs> other stuff the the buttons and stuff on, on the top header and I was like how did you get rid of that I like went through all these options this morning just trying to work <laughs> out how to like clear the the header so it looked nice and pretty but I couldn't do it uh, <laughs> maybe it's because you used know, the template I don't even know what I did no I used the um the snipping tool to take a picture in the end I don't uh, know if um, Max have the, that function though maybe I'm not sure well, I didn't do like a full screenshot. I did like a, you can like kind of drag a box to make your screenshot. Okay. Maybe but it's slightly different um, appearance not sure. online. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. meant that they weren't in line, so I could just cut it off. I see, I see. You can buy so Mac. It could be a computer <laughs> thing. Yeah, Macs versus Windows. <laughs> anyway, sorry, going off topic there. I'll leave, the, um, I'll leave the link through to Mila Note on the show notes for everyone in case you're interested in using it sounds like a plan I thought we could talk about why you might want to use a mood board for creative writing to be fair I kind of saw initially when we we're thinking about this I said like, yeah I can see why you'd make a mood board for like your new house or your new kitchen or maybe your garden but I was like how does a mood board work for a novel and it wasn't until I saw Sarah's mood board that I was like ah I see this is how it can be used. So I thought we could talk a little bit about why mood boards can be particularly good for creative enterprises. I can start if you'd like, Sarah. Sounds good. All right. So I thought uh, from one before going into the exercise and making the mood board, I thought mood boards would probably be quite good to help spark new ideas, especially when you're in one of those uninspired writer's block kind of phases. I thought they'd be pretty good at helping you to visualize any particular part of your story that you happen to be struggling with, whether it be your setting, your character, your plot, or even just trying to figure out the tone and the mood for your, for your story. I also thought kind of linked to this point that mood boards could be quite good for getting your head into the right space to write your novel and that by giving you a visual cue about what your story looks like it might help you visualize your story much better in your mind and as a final point I did think it could be quite useful from a marketing perspective especially for like Instagram and Facebook because they look quite cool once you've made them as hopefully you'll agree once you see our completed mood boards they're fairly enticing. I was like, oh, that looks like a very interesting novel, especially for the contrast between Sarah's and mine, which I think you'll see once you get to have a look at our mood boards in the show notes. Uh, so Sarah, what do you think uh, one of the benefits or some of the benefits are for using mood boards to help you with your creative writing? Yeah, so I think they're excellent sources of inspiration and you know, they can be used at any stage of writing, which makes them quite flexible tools, I think. So we use them kind of in the editing phase. So we already knew a little bit about kind of what the plot line was like and things like that. But, you know, you can use them at any stage if you're like trying to plan it or if 
you're halfway through writing and find you need like a bit of a break or something. Um, I do think if you're a visual person, they help bring aspects of your novel to life, which then helps you to imagine the scenes and write a book that is rich in detail. I also think it can help bring out important themes of your book and help you to hone in on what moments are key elements in the story. And as you mentioned, Ashley, like I think it's useful as a marketing tool. And for example, like I mentioned to Ashley that it might be kind of helpful to provide the cover designer with a copy of the mood board so they know what sort of direction you'd like to take. Because I feel like it, because it has like so many visual elements and is kind of what you are thinking about in terms of what your book's going to look like in a visual format that there's going to be like similar elements to your cover, like whether it be a color that you're using or um, anything like that. I agree. I think it's going to be really helpful to send to our cover cover designer, especially because when we went through the process of getting the cover for When the Rain Falls, they did ask us for similar covers that we liked and similar uh, covers that we liked and colors that we wanted on as well and any imagery that we thought would be appropriate so I definitely think giving them a copy of the mood boards would be very useful in designing the cover yeah the next question I thought I'd raise was whether we've ever used mood boards in the past and what we kind of thought about them prior to the exercise I said before that I had never made a mood board and actually had to google just to make sure I knew what I was making when we did the exercise I had, I'd actually never even considered making a mood board. I'm not a particularly, mood boards aren't sort of something that I would naturally lean towards. So I, I definitely was like, hmm, is this going to be a little bit outside my comfort zone? Not totally sure. But I was like, I'll go in with an open mind. And I didn't know... Like I could see how it could be useful, but I wasn't sure how useful it would actually be to me. So that's sort of where I sat with the making of the mood board. Although I did think it would be quite fun. Um, What about you, Sarah? Yeah, so I thought that the mood board would be kind of like a procrastination method. I hadn't made one and I'd kind of seen them used and thought they looked cool, but, you know, like didn't really give much thought to how much how useful they would be and I know for me I was like yeah I'm just gonna get like kind of tied up doing that and wouldn't do actual writing and that it would just be procrastinating even though it might be a pretty aesthetic method of procrastinating but I'm quite pleased to admit that I was wrong and I found it both fun and helpful so I guess that was like my preconceived idea of how it was gonna go yeah (laughs) was just that like yeah it's fun not super useful yeah I mean like I could tell you more about later probably about um your reflections yes exactly for this exercise of creating a mood board obviously you've heard that neither Sarah nor I had ever tried making a mood board before and we each were tasked with putting one together on one of the novels in our Black Sky series that we, and we thought we'd use the ones that we are currently editing. So 
we both but we did one on the price of pandemonium which is the second book um, and darkness set us free which was the third book so we did one each and i think it's just best if we each explain which novel we used and then kind of go through a process for choosing the images and songs and things that we used on our board do you want to go first sarah sure so i put together a board for the book that i'm currently editing editing which is the price of pandemonium um and I began by searching for images that to me held significance. So it could have been a character, a plot event, or it, I found even the mental state of a character, which in the mood board I represented by a shadowy figure. I know that seems kind of like obscure and you're <laughs> like, how does that come into it? You'll have to read the book. <laughs> so there were some images which I initially included um, that like I was going to include more characters for example but then I soon realized that although characters are important um, it wasn't necessary to clog up the board space with every single character and it kind of detracted from the mood I was trying to convey and as far as colors for me orange has always been the color I've been attracted to for this book. So I kind of knew from the start, I was searching for images of this color and the quote I chose that I wanted to represent the whole book. So I, I had like one quote on the mood board, which I decided to include and it read a rising black cloud consumed everything in its path. It's actually a sentence, which I've, just recently added to it in the edits. <laughs> oh, perfect. So, I was like, I don't recognize that one. Yeah. Because yeah. usually I recognize sentences immediately. <laughs> it's a bit weird. This one's new. It does suit I, the book very well. Yeah, I kind of thought because, you know, the there is a lot of destruction in this book, both physical and emotional nature. So I thought that was kind of apt. And as for songs, I listened to several before deciding on three, which to me represented the book more as a whole. So like if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that we will often do a, a playlist for each of our books, but those playlists, they're confined to like each chapter. And so when I was doing this mood board, it was more the book as a whole when I like dragged these songs um, into it and the songs that I chose was one, uh, Run by One Republic I think This is a War by The Phantoms and I Woke Up in This Town Again by Jace Everett and for me the Run by One Republic was probably most surprising that I ended up using that one because of its more upbeat tone but I did reflect there are some pretty fun elements in the book as well. And so I guess that kind of represents that. There are um, some fun that elements. side of it. Yeah. So that makes sense. The woke up in this town one suits it really well. Just <laughs> yeah. Very and appropriate. Yeah. Finally, an interesting tip from the creators of Milanote, Milanote, however we say it again, um, was to resize the images to be representative of their importance. And I mm. felt that really helped me understand which elements of the plot I viewed as most significant to the overall storyline. And interestingly, it turned out to be like one of the characters that was like biggest. And I guess 
that character does play a large role in that particular book. So seemed apt, I guess. Yeah, that does seem appropriate. I did not read the part about resizing images. (laughs) I went with the template and what looked cool. So (laughs) mine are no particular importance. It's just the ones that looked most interesting, I guess. Um, Was there anything else you wanted to say about yours? Uh, No, I think that's basically it. Okay, I do like, I did think when I saw yours though, that it's nice and tidily laid out and like, you're like, ah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It initially was more, mine was more collage-y, but I'm really not a collage person. So (laughs) I really struggled, struggled with that. So then I rearranged it myself into a bit more neat and tidy, I guess, ordered, (laughs) a lot more ordered. So the novel I worked on was Darkness Set Us Free, which I have been editing here and there for quite a while. Uh, It's the third book in our Black Sky series. And my process for choosing the images, I think it's similar to Sarah's, but slightly different. I first took a little while to think about some of the key moments in our book And then I specifically looked for images that I thought both captured the event, but also captured the the mood that was going on in those events as well. So that led me to, I think I picked three, three sort of key events that I uh, mapped in there. And then I tried to think about some of the settings in Darkness Set Us Free because uh, it takes place in quite a variety of places. I do like the one that you had of the mountain. That it one I thought was like really it. cool. Yes, it does. Because well, it has all like like, the landscape. Ooh, that's a good like, picture. Leading up to it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yes, there were. I chose three images that I thought captured both the physical scene. Uh, of some of the settings in the book and also the emotion of those places well, at least I tried to so was, that kind of made up the images for the mood board and then I started looking for some for three songs as well I don't know why I was going in threes but maybe it's the third book three of everything I'm not entirely sure <laughs> um, three is a good number yeah I think so I adjusted my songs to three after seeing that you put in three songs. I was like, I want to add another song. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. She got to add three songs. I'm going to do that too. (laughs) Why not? I guess there's no prescribed number of anything for a mood board. I know, right? Um, So for my songs, I have a running list, uh, a running playlist of songs that I use because they Usually it's, they remind me of the book, one of the books or of a character rather than a specific chapter, which is what Sarah mentioned about uh, how we usually make playlists for our books based on like chapter by chapter. So I already had quite an extensive list of songs that some of them are obviously for the first and second book, but a lot of them are kind of appropriate for sometimes more than one of the books. So I spent a little while going through and having a bit of a listen and trying to decide on songs that one reflected some specific characters, but also at the same time reflected some of the issues that other characters in the book were facing as well. 
So it was like character-driven song choices that I thought also kind of fit, could fit for more than one character as well, is sort of how I went about it. And I ended up going with Faith When I Fall by Kip Moore and then Holding You by Ginny Blackmore and Stan Walker and then What I've Done by Linkin Park. (laughs) I knew I wanted the Holding You one with Stan Walker in it first because I'd had my mind on that one for quite a while. Um, so that was the first one that went in. It's a really good song. It I like really hadn't good. heard it before, so I had to look it up and then I was like, oh my goodness, I really like this song. Especially good, I especially recommend it if you're awake in the middle of night holding a baby and you're very frustrated about them not going to sleep and it's like <laughs> talking about like holding you and how lucky how lucky you are and I'm like, yes. Actually, I am pretty lucky. So it helped me. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. (laughs) It helped me after seeing that. I was like, ah, thank you, Ashley. You've given me a song (laughs) to to play in the middle of the night. (laughs) It's the song that I feel represents um, Aaron and Chloe in our book the most. You won't have heard of them before because they're new characters, but I feel like it really. Yeah, I kind of, I felt like it was multiple characters, but yeah, I did see. Yeah, kind of but it can fit, obviously, too. for other ones, which is why it went yeah. in. So I, I also tried to uh, make the songs a little bit cross-genre as well, because um, initially I had a different one. I had a Lifehouse song, I think it was Broken, which I took out because it was a little bit too similar to the Kip Moore one, just like tone and stuff. So I changed it up a bit <laughs> and was like, Linkin Park's different enough. We'll put that one in instead. I thought that, as I said before, I... I then, you know, made it not really as collage more an ordered board. It's still like mixed up, but just not overlapping or anything. Uh, and I kind of resized pictures a little bit based on how it would sort of fit as a puzzle and make it look nice <laughs> rather than importance. Although I like the idea of using importance. I hadn't really thought about that. I definitely hadn't thought about it until um, after. So <laughs> After I read that, I was like, yes, this seems like a very smart thing to do. (laughs) Um, An interesting thing I took away from this, though, was I hadn't really thought about what color represented the novel at all. I'd always been a little bit unsure. When the Rain Falls to me, our first book was always going to be some sort of blue, obviously rain, like it kind of, it's quite easy to see straight away. And Price of Pandemonium, I also thought would be some sort of like yellow, red, orange, warm color. But for Darkness Set Us Free, I was black. Like, I don't know. Wasn't really sure about what color would come through. And I guess kind of dark green came through a bit, which surprised me. I, I don't know if it's surprising. I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. I didn't really find it too surprising that it was dark green but I guess that's always been in my mind but it's interesting that you chance upon it like when you it hadn't been in your mind no so I'd always thought about it and I was like, kind I of no interesting idea. so I thought we could now that we've talked about the mood boards that we created and just a reminder we will put the pictures of our mood boards up with the show notes so you can all take a look if you're interested in what we created and it's kind of a I guess a sneak peek of the novels coming up, although I don't think it gives very much away. <laughs> They're all fairly abstract. 
I don't think you'd be able to get too much out of it. Like there's elements there of the plot, but at the same time, you'll have like no idea how they will connect together or like what's gonna <laughs> going on in it. So exactly. they're kind of random. <laughs> it's just like, okay, there's like in mine, there's like some whiskey glasses. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of not surprised either that they're in there <laughs> given the genre, some of the stuff. So yeah. So I think it's, like mine has a picture of a forest, but, um, but you already know that there's a forest because that's where they spend a lot of their time and when the rain falls, so not particularly. So it gives a bit of a sneak peek, but I don't feel is like going to ruin the book for you. So if you want to go over and look at that or you're really curious as to getting a, a few hints of what might be happening in the second and third books, you can hop over to our website and hopefully we'll have the show notes up for you shortly. So as a final point, well, one of our final points about talking about mood boards, I thought we could go through our overall thoughts about making the mood board post-activity um, and whether we think it helped us inspire creativity. And also, I guess, any other benefits or anything we might want to talk about. Did you want to go first, Sarah? Sure. So I enjoyed it, as I said, and I sort of knew I would enjoy it because I love procrastinating with things like that, like making the song list and that kind of stuff. But it surprised me that it served a purpose beyond that, as I've kind of already mentioned. I truly have found it inspiring and it's helped me to put me in the headspace to read through the book um, because that's kind of where I am at the moment and do one last go over before relinquishing it to Ashley. So we all know how mind-numbing a book becomes when you've edited it a thousand times, but this helped me to regain perspective and rejuvenated me. So I highly recommend it. Sounds, Sounds like it's been really beneficial for you. I totally understand the whole, you know, having to sort of steal your mind to go through the book one more time (laughs) it just becomes such a challenge when you've done it like so many times before so for me I really enjoyed the experience which I said I was a bit um, unsure about at the start but I did find it fun I really enjoyed going through the images and choosing ones that I felt suited the book And I thought that helped quite a lot because you come across a lot of images that would work. Uh, You know, you search like forest and there's lots of forest pictures, but then you're like, which one speaks to me most about um, how the book feels like when you read it? So I found that quite good, really making you think about the reason you're choosing specific images. Uh, There were quite a few ideas that I ended up deleting as well, which was interesting. So I had quite a lot of photos and then I was like, "Mm, meh, you're not really important. You're not really important. Uh, So deleted those. And I also felt like, kind of like Sarah said before, that they took away from the, I was going to say mood of the board, but that sounds weird, but we'll go with it, Um, with the mood of the board. Uh, Just because they just didn't quite fit right. Uh, the one thing that I did come away with though was it made me want to make one for our ancient Greece book because I thought that might help us a little bit more I thought maybe particularly for some of the setting just to try and get I guess a color on what mood I want ancient Greece to feel like if that make any sense I thought it might help bring some 
clarity to the tone of that book because sometimes I feel like the tone of our ancient Greece books a bit all over the place and our characters are a bit challenging at times as well so I was like maybe a mood board would help and it also seemed quite fun and I'm already you know I've struggled quite a lot with my chapter and I was like I don't think anything's going to make it go any worse so why not so that brings us to the end of this episode I think we both actually got quite a lot out of creating a mood board which you know you're never sure how these things are going to go when you first set out to do it but I think it's worked out well for the both of us which is good Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you are interested in being on one of our author spotlight sections we still have some spots left you can head over to our website at lindersoncreations.com and then just hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you should get a drop down menu to click on which will take you to the application form to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer is our author spotlight interview series so I look forward to inviting another author onto our show. Yes should be good. And if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.